new beginning. All right, welcome to the Grief Dreams Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Joshua Black, and we have a guest host today, Jade Black. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you. I'm glad you're able to come on again. And the last one you came on was Mirabai Bush, so it's good to have you back on. That's right. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. This is a special episode. It's going to be great. Yeah, so we just released our 2019 recap episodes, but here's our first interview for 2020. So I'm super excited. So today we have on Kay McAvall, who is a recording artist from the Bronx who raps and sings. Her music is raw, real, and lyrical. She speaks her truth through her music and speaks for those who don't have a voice. This last year, she's done a lot. She's graduated Buffalo State College, released her second mixtape, had several music videos released, and was featured on the show Rhythm and Flow on Netflix, which is a hip-hop competition show judged by T.I., Cardi B, and Chance the Rapper. During the competition, she also performed in front of Jadakiss, who was one of her brother's favorite rappers before he died when she was 13. So Kay McAvall, man, 2019 was a busy year for you. I can't <laughs> yes, wait to see it was. what you, I can't wait to see what 2020 holds. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm excited for the new year too. I'm ready to get going and just, you know, pull just pull forward. Well, you must have big dreams and big goals after everything that sort of happened with you this year. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. That was just a lot of validation of 2019 that I was just doing what I had to do. And I'm in the right lane and I'm just, you know, just really focusing and getting clear on my visions and what I want. So it was definitely a great experience. Yeah, it's so interesting trying to get that vision clear because I feel like there's always so many voices and so many people trying to pull you one way or another. But when you get that, when you get that vision, like there's something beautiful that happens within you that you can sort of drown out those, those voices. Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, you're completely right. I feel like a lot of people get um really like sidelined when it comes to like the fame and getting a deal and money and all those things could like really try to change you and try to make you something that you're not. And I think that that, that experience, it just like I said, it really cleared my vision on who I am and how I want to be perceived. And it just made me like, it made me feel secure in what I was doing and, you know, not not chasing clout, not going for the fame. It's not about money. For me, it's a little deeper than that. It's about, you know, inspiring and motivating my community. And, you know, it just, it gave me, it gave me like that little oomph that I needed to like, you know, just believe in myself. So definitely, yeah, definitely cleared the the vision, 2020 vision this year. Yeah. Believing in, in yourself is such a big thing. I, uh, I've, I've had issues with that throughout, even like mm-hmm. doing this topic or even starting the podcast. It's just like, it's hard. It's hard to get that support you sometimes, you know, desire because everyone, you know, just looks for something else. And you're you're like, no, but I, I feel that it's it's something different. Like my heart's in this, but yet everyone else is saying that you should you shouldn't go any further. Right. Yeah. And I, I think that like kinda goes back to like even what I shared today on my Instagram, like having dignity and like, you know, life and, and how things go, it kinda strips you of that, makes you feel like you're not worthy of having something more than what you have. And um I think that once you start believing in yourself, that is like the key. Like that's when everybody's going to be, nobody's going to, nobody's going to take you serious unless you take yourself serious, you know? Yeah. Like I, I, I just agree with, with all of that. I, I think, I think it's a big deal if you have confidence in yourself. I think a lot of times, especially now, confidence can really be uh, mistaken for uh, like cockiness or, or arrogance. Right. And the people, mm-hmm. a lot of people don't, don't want to seem like they're, they're full of themselves, right? Like people have, a, have, they're very confused about what confidence is versus 
thinking like having a superiority thing. So people kind of, I don't know, they're more likely to stay small because they don't want people to be offended by their their achievements or their, you know, beliefs, uh, belief in themselves. So yeah, believing in yourself is, it takes lots of courage and takes lots of being, you know, sure. And so I know like so many people that I talk to struggle with that. So that's amazing that you said that those wins you had last year were really, you know, propel you to say, I'm, I'm on the right track. Those are like little winks from the universe or whatever saying like, you got this, keep going in this, in this, you know, direction that you're going, like, don't let up. Right. And I and I think the balance between, like, having confidence and not being, coming off as arrogant or cocky is just being humble about it as well, you know, and just being, still, still being empathetic to people, not thinking that your story is any better. And I think mm-hmm. that, that kind of balances, you know, that confidence. And then you could tell when somebody's confident and then when they just think that they're better than everybody, like, you know, so <laughs> it's definitely mm-hmm. a balance that needs to be there. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So I have a question. I'm curious. Yes. Um, I I mentioned off air that I saw you on on the Netflix show uh, Rhythm and and Flow. Uh, very interesting show, right up my alley. Like I love just any kind of music stuff. So that you know, when I saw it in my suggested thing, I uh, I clicked on it and I watched it like right through. And yeah, it's very interesting. And I know that it's that's only one picture. You know, I'm obviously smart enough to know that that that's just kind of one side of the experience and and it's very curated and everything but what was like your biggest teachable moment like what was your biggest take-home thing from that experience like something that you really put in your pocket and you know you hold on to from like here on out I put that people are gonna people are gonna try to tell your story for you and it's very important for you to be solid in yourself and know you know what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do and standing on those boundaries, you know? That's one thing that I, I, I really took from the show. And just being my being myself has never failed me thus far. And um, I just noticed that, like, when I get around crowds, I'll be quiet. I'll be real quiet before I get comfortable and, like, be able to feel like, you know, I could share myself. And I feel like that's where, you know, um, applying pressure comes in. And I read something not too long ago, but it said that um, applying pressure is when you come into a room and, you're, and your presence is felt. And so just always make sure that that presence is felt. It doesn't need to be, you know, over the top or overly dramatic, but just make sure that, you know, people know mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. And they know what you're capable of. And, you know, you carry yourself with that respect because, you know, that, that, that type of respect, it goes a long way. So definitely I took that. I also just, I, I got a, a more insight of how the industry works, you know, like how one scene that, that was shown for like five seconds on the show, it took us seven hours to film. It's just crazy little things like that, like, you know, and just really, really, really seeing what's going on in the background and just always being prepared, always being prepared. That's one thing that I learned as well. You never know when opportunities are going to arise and stuff. You never know when. You know, you might get nervous, but you have to be able to always have that 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 setback. You know, um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was just it was a great experience. Like it was just an amazing experience. I'm so happy I did it. Nice, yeah, loved it. Loved, um, yeah, just loved the whole the whole style of it. it was amazing. And like I was saying, you know, before off air, like you 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 really stood out to me, like as being authentic. Like I could just feel that authenticity I was like this girl is like she's real like I could just 
feel it and, and yeah. so that you know you don't always get that feeling so that 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 kind of stood out to me and you know kind and, of another and, question and I thank had. you yeah no worries yeah the truth is the truth mm-hmm. and um, you got to recognize real recognize real <laughs> <laughs> um, uh-huh. so the other thing was you know I kind of have you know curiosities around like Cardi said you know made a statement like how how can I but how can I make money off you like how can I sell you and I'm like like I understand what the motivations and stuff you know are in the industry in that industry and in several other industries if not all of them and so I know what the objective kind of is but how do you especially when you're a person that's really like founded in your boundaries and being authentic and telling your own story and all those things how do you find that kind of how do you find your sweet spot in that, in, in in somebody saying, how can I make money off you when, you know, you're saying, well, money's not the objective. It's how can I be myself? How can I be true to where I've been and where I'm going and where I'm from and all the things that right. you value as a, as a person? Because, I mean, you can have all the money in the world, but if you don't know who you are, then, who you are, then you, you lose yourself useless. in the midst of all of that money. It's useless. And yes, right. And and I'm, I think that's just that's where just all the learning just came. I feel um, that was just the begin the start of it was just it was so much. I just learned so much, and I'm a person that I'm gonna just I'm gonna take I'm gonna just take it in. I'm gonna just take it in for what it is, and I'm I, I don't re I'm not like a I don't react like hot hot off off the top. Right. You know, like I have right. to really. Mm-hmm. I have to really try to get, and I understood. I understood what she was saying um, about that because, like I said earlier, people come into this industry, and that's what they're looking for. They're looking for fame, mm-hmm. and they're looking for money. And mm-hmm. um, that, within that, even with that interaction, it made it very clear to me that that's not what I want to do. That's not what I want. That's not my objective with coming in and making music. I make music. I mean, of course, I, I make music for people to feel inspired and feel motivated and you know, so like they can relate to me. But ultimately, I make music as my outlet for my emotion. That's what I do for me. And for me, it's not only music. That's not that's not the end-all, be-all to my life. I don't want to rap for the rest of my life. And, you know, like, I mean, I plan on writing. I plan on always writing. But that's not the only aspirations that I have for my life. I know that I'm, I'm – I have a lot of great things in my future. And – um. It just made me understand that that everybody's objective is different. Everybody comes into the game with their own objective, and as long as you know what that is before you before they get their hands on you, you should be good. Mm-hmm. You know, and people Fair will enough. try to change you. Yeah, people will try to change you. They will try, and that's one thing. Even with like, that's why I will always say like, if I if somebody offered was to offer me a deal, it has to be a it has to be a crazy ass deal. Like, I don't even deals are not even in my head. I don't even. I'm not praying to God like God give me a deal, get me out of the rug. No, it's not because it's just I know I know how it goes. I know how it goes. I know that they they sign you, they shelf you, they 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 dress you, they dress you up, they make you up, they cut your hair, they put you in clothes that you would never ever put on in your life, and all of a sudden you don't know who you are anymore. And it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how many mansions, cars, it doesn't matter. You you're not never gonna be happy. People and you could and. You could just tell certain people aren't happy, you know, and and yeah, I wouldn't yeah. change. I wouldn't. I wouldn't give my. There's no price on my happiness. There's no price on my peace of mind. And um, 
I don't know. I just I, I know that I got bigger things than than just music. Yeah, fair enough. Going. Good answer. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> no, lots yeah, long winded. Like, it was kind of long winded. No, that's okay. Sometimes we have to do long winded. But like, um, mm-hmm. yeah, very very clear, very clear. Because I know like a lot of people struggle with that, you know. But it's basically what you're saying is like my piece of the. This isn't my whole pie. This is this is a a a piece, and I understand what I expect to get out of it. It's a creative expression. I'm under. I have complete understanding, comprehension of what they want from me or what they want to get by way of me. And, you know, this I'm okay with and, and this not so much and being really clear on that before you even get to that point. Right. Is, and like one of the important one. Yeah. And one of the brand, like one of them, um, I, I have a team star made is my team and two of my mentors like have um, clothing brands. And one of them is called so not for sale. And um, that is like something that we just hold. Like that's just a part of our, like motto if you want to put it in our like point but program that's something that we stand by we don't our solar is not for sale and and we just got more it's, it's more than just us it's more than just this moment it's more than just cars and how it's more than just that right now especially like in the state of how our community is is more than just that so you know yeah yeah, Josh, I know. What do you and, and what do you have to say about that? Because I was just going to comment on you are the renegade when it comes to like Josh is really stubborn and really sure about like certain things that he's willing to do and stuff. And you've always had that kind of it's almost annoying sometimes, but you're very um, just stern in knowing what you want and like where you're going and what you're willing to do and not willing to do. And so you know, for some of the people like listening, how do you cultivate that kind of stuff as well? Yeah, it's very interesting because a lot of people think even just doing research, like that's an easy thing. But no, people have your hands in that's that mean. pocket too, right? Any yeah. organization, they there are people wanting you to be like them. And for me to do my master's and PhD in a topic like this, they, no one really knew where to classify me. So they kept pulling me in different directions. And one of the things is you should do more research in other areas. I said, no, mm. this is the only area I care about. Like, why do you guys keep trying <laughs> no. to study no, your topic? seriously. Yeah. And then... And uh, you know had, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and I had a great supervisor who allowed me to find my way and support me on that journey. So rather than trying to do 20 publications, studying attachment, everything under the sun, other than grief, I stuck with just studying my, the grief dreams and then doing the podcast, talking with people doing some real life hands-on work with people that, because that is what matters the most. And that's why I went to school. But a lot of these people, they go to school and they just, you're eyeing the job or they're eyeing the prestige. And that was never my intention. Yeah. And I, I could, I could totally relate to, to that as well. That's, um, it kind of reminded me of when I switched over my major to sociology from communications. All like the teachers were telling me like, don't switch it. Don't make it your major. There's no money going to be a social worker, life's going to suck, it's going to be horrible. And I'm like, you know what, well, I didn't want to be a social worker, but I knew that that, that information was going to be beneficial to me, the things that you learn in sociology. And I was just like, you know what, I'm going to stay, I'm going to stick my course. I know that wherever I go um, for my creativity, I know I'm going to be, money's going to come, money's never, I'm not, I just, I'm not going to sit here and make decisions solely based on where the money is. You know, because when you're creative and you're passionate about something, the money's always going to follow. 
So, but definitely you have to just, you know, stick to your gun, stick to your intuition. That's just, that's something that I've always done my entire life. Just stick it, you know, stick it through. You know what's best for you. Yeah, I agree. And it takes courage. And it's really cultivating mm-hmm. that courage to take those risks where you are really disappointing a lot of other people who love power. And you're saying, no, that's not, that's not my, it's not my game. Like I'm doing something else and they don't understand you. And sometimes because of that, they criticize you or they talk bad about you. But it's mm-hmm. like, you just got to find your way. And that's, I think, yeah. what's helped me along the way is really focus on my inner, like loving who I am as a person. And the more I've done that, I was, I've been less um, easily pulled with other people. So it was a lot easier to walk a straight path when I started focusing yeah. on the root causes of maybe why I differed or, or went off path before. And, and that's why I'm just glad to sort of be where I am today. And I'm ha- the happiest I've ever been. I'm not the richest <laughs> I've ever been. <laughs> but Don't I'm the worry, happiest. it's going to come, Joshua. Go yeah, on. all right. If Kate said it, man, 2020, baby. <laughs> 2020, baby. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Um, but I, I do want to say one thing. Congratulations on graduating. I know that's such an amazing thing. A lot of people don't understand what it takes to graduate. And I believe I saw in your post, you were the first in your family to do it, right? Um, Well, my brother graduated, I believe like two years ago, he graduated from college as well. Oh, okay. Um, Okay. So yeah, I'm the second. Oh, you're (laughs) the second. Hey, that's great. No, it's amazing. Right, that's really good. It is. It's really good. Yeah, and it takes a lot of endurance. Takes a lot of endurance to get through it. Oh, like it's uh, people just don't know until you're in it. And then, mm-hmm. as you said, right? Like, and you were, you didn't just like go to school, you're doing the music stuff. You're also part oh my of school. I was doing, I was doing it all. I was doing music, I was doing classes, I was doing, I was the president of a television, um, the television station at Buffalo State uh, for like two years, two and a half years. So I was just, I was doing a lot. I was definitely doing a lot. But yeah, definitely I pulled through that one. I, yo, I don't even, I can't even tell you how I did that. That was, that one right there was just epic. That was a great way to end it. Mm. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Yeah, there's lots of ups and downs in school. I remember in my second year of university stats, Josh, you remember this? Mm-hmm. Um, I got 13% in statistics. That was the final, <laughs> that was the final oh. grade. Oh my god! It was bad. Statistics, I yeah, statistics bad. is horrible. Yo, statistics is so bad. I used to love math. Math was my favorite subject growing up. And then once I got to college and I took a statistics class, it was just like, nope, mm-hmm. not happening. I know. I it's sat very in challenging every day and still got a D. Mhm. Me too. <laughs> yup. So don't feel bad. It's all right, Jade. We in this together. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you. I had ups and downs. Things come back around. Yes. You know? It's not, right, it's it not over. It's not over till it's over. And then, you know, those things mm-hmm. is humbling a lot. And it taught me a lot. And I had to get a tutor and work extra hard. And I knew I wasn't getting the degree without it. So, you know, ups and downs. Yeah, you had to retake the course. I remember that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks for the reminder <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, it does make you it definitely does make you a stronger individual though yeah you're both <laughs> are in and your major is sociology so why do you what yes. why did you switch to sociology so originally i worked in um as a communications major right like 
I was a communications major when I first came into Buffalo State. Um, I kid you not, they wanted us to take a literacy test to prove that we were, like, capable of still being in the major. And I was just like, I'm a big activist. Like, before anything, before music, before anything, I'm an activist at heart. And it just, I was just like, this is some bull. Like, this is some bull. Like, what you mean I got to take? I'm already in the major. You know, it was just, it was that aspect. Um, also, I had took a class. Um, a co- it was converged media writing, I think it was. And um, the teacher had told the, an assignment that he gave us was write your own obituary, right? And you know, I'm from the Bronx. People die around here, real life. So I, I spiced the, I spiced up my obituary. Like I made it a good, great obituary. And he just read inked my entire paper, all my metaphors. All my poetic devices just boom, boom, boom. I'm like, yo, this is so disrespectful. <laughs> like, so um, then at the same time, I was taking a sociology class for juvenile delinquency, and the statistics that I was learning in that class was just like, it just blew my mind. Like, it blew my mind. Like, it was saying like, if if you're if you're if you're if you're coming from, if you're coming from a single parent home you're two to three times more likely. If you're black and Hispanic, you're two to three times more likely. Um, if you've had summer school, you're two to three times more likely. It was just so many odds and statistics that were stacked up against me that I just saw myself in all of these statistics, and it was just like, oh, sh-. like, sorry for my, my language. But huh. that, that, those just, that knowledge, it just opened up, like, it sparked a, a fire in me. And that was a fire that, you know, I haven't felt since high school. So after that, I just, I spoke to the teacher and I told him, like, I'm really interested in this. Like, you know, this is ultimately what I want to do. I want to help. I want to offer solutions to these problems because these are the problems that directly affect me, right? So, and off grip, they were just telling me, like, don't, don't do it. Like, don't switch the major. Don't switch the major. And so I called my dean from high school. And this has been, like, one of my mentors, like, throughout everything. Um, and she was just telling me, she just always told me that, like, Kayla, don't worry about the money, like. Don't worry about the money. You're going to be good. Do what you're passionate about. She's like, whatever you're passionate about is going to make you rich. And, I, and she told me, she always, from the beginning, she always told me that. Like, Kayla, you're going to be rich one day. Like, the way your mind works, you're going to be rich. And so, yeah, I just, I just took that leap and I switched over. And it was a lot of reading. It was a lot of writing. Um, but I learned a lot. And that was lessons that I, like, the things that I was learning was things that I could directly come outside and I could see. And that's something that I never experienced with education. So, yeah, that's how I fell in love with sociology. Amazing. That's amazing to make those connections between, like, it's like making your school mean something, you know? Because, like, Mm -hmm. people that are, like, classics major or English lit and it's like, what drives that or whatever? I don't know. Just, like, pick one or something like that. And it's just, you know, to have that relaxing. I mean, it's fine if you just want to pick a random thing I mean it's it's your life but to have to be invested in that like in your life and to see the impact of of like how the social world is working and and Mm -hmm. where it's broken where it's broken and like you said like those things impact you those are real things those are it's not theories in a book it's shit you live every day it's things you see every day and so Mm -hmm. it's you're way more invested in it and like yeah it's a drag and lots of reading and super demanding sometimes but you go through that in the end you feel more accomplished because you're like I put my drop in a bucket expanded my understanding of 
all these different factors or whatever. So brilliant. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. It really, and that's one thing. It just really pushes your thinking. It just makes you, it just pushes it. It pushes you to just articulate yourself on things Mm -hmm. like, and I always say that that's one thing with with sociology that I love so much because before I learned, uh, like I got into that major, I knew that I felt oppressed. Like my entire high school, like, if you were to go and talk to them, it was just, I was the rebellious type. I was out protesting. I was just tweaking. I knew what it felt like to be oppressed. I just didn't know the words for it. You know, I didn't know how to call it. it. Yeah. I didn't know how to, how to like, you know, articulate myself. And once I learned that, I was just like, oh, yeah. Once I get that little fear and that doubt and all that out of me, there's no way I, I'm unstoppable because I know, you know, like this knowledge needs to get shared. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it's yeah. it's amazing to hear you speak because you have so much wisdom. For thank you, you know, just for I've, I've talked a lot of, with a lot of people, and uh, not everyone has wisdom. <laughs> 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 and so, like, oh, I'm really, I'm, I'm curious too about sort of your road to get there. I know you you mentioned we mentioned the bio that you know your your brother died when you're such a young yeah. age, and I know when that happens, that can close someone up to the world and pardon them that, you know, and they just become something that, you know, they never expected, but not something very beautiful, which have you become. And so I'm I'm really curious on how you, as, as a sort of 13 year old, how you process that in your life. And did you have support? Because where you are now is remarkable from having that in as part of your life story. Yeah, it 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 is really it is really crazy. Like even today, I was going through my high school um yearbook, and it just like it brought a little tear to my eyes. I'm like, wow, like I really came a long way. Um, and I think that one thing that just it just helped me was just writing. Like that's why I, I have a tattoo of of a pen on my arm because like I even even right now, like um I found a little poetry book that I had around the time that I lost my brother, and I was, I was, I was speaking those things. I was saying like, you know, I feel that change. I feel myself becoming this ugly person and I don't want to be that. And it was just that always like that conflict between myself. Like, you know, like I could, I could, you know, I could live, I could live life. Like, you know, like there's no tomorrow and you know, forget I might die tomorrow and just go on a whim. But I don't know. It It didn't satisfy me, but I think, I think yeah, I think I did have I did have a lot of support. One thing that I think God is for the kind of um, mother that I have, she she was never um, closed minded or she's not very like old school type of you know she's like American quote unquote Americanized. Um, and we always had an open relationship. And um, after that happened, you know it got nasty in my house. Everybody we was all playing the blame game. It was just it got really nasty. But I think that that space to have those type of communications, it it unified us three more and it just made us like, you know, push for each other. And and we came to a point where it's just like we cannot blame each other because we all we have, you know? And just I don't know, it it forced me to really be adult really early. And I mean, I mean, only if you could imagine like a mother losing her first son and he was so young, he was 19. My mother like checked out completely. Like it was almost like me and my other brother didn't have a parent. And like, Mm -hmm. she was just, 
it was just bad. It was just bad. She got into her alcoholism, and it was bad. And I had to tell her, like, yo, you still have two other kids. Like, you need to, like, get a grip, you know? And, like, a lot of people wouldn't dare tell their mother something like that. But that, that for mm-hmm. her, it triggered something, and it woke her up, you know? And even though mm-hmm. she, she still went through her stuff after that, but it, it kind of, like, it brought us together. It was more like a, I support you at the end of the day. Like, we going through this together. Nobody knows what it feels like to lose that person, you know? Because, I mean, granted, you know, another person could lose a brother, and, and but you but that person, like, his name was Louis. Louis Gonzalez, nobody's going to know what that feels like to lose him. But my mom and my brother. Like, nobody's going to share that pain with me like that deep. And it just made me really appreciate the people that I had. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It brought a tear to my eye in the sense of just the struggle. And you can never explain the struggle as much as you, you know, you can say as many words as you want, never fully explain what you went through. But I'm glad mm-hmm. you had some tools to communicate your feelings. And as you said, like grief's a, a, a wild thing. And when we don't know how to communicate our feelings, it can, you know, we rub people the wrong way and we have arguments and we... Right, say, or even you internalize it. You internalize yeah. those those things that you don't say out loud. And then now you're you're self sabotaging yourself. You're becoming detrimental to yourself. And um and oh another thing that I wanted to share um and which I was so like interested with this grief dreams podcast was because the crazy part about losing my brother was about I say like I want to say like two years prior to that happening I had this reoccurring dream and like people. I, I don't like to speak on it too much because, you know, people be thinking that you're crazy and shit. But, like, I really, no, I really pay attention to my dreams. Like, I really pay attention. Like, the, it'll just, the metaphors, the, like, the, it just, it would just really, my dream just tells me a lot of stuff. And two years prior to me losing my brother, I kept having this reoccurring dream of me in the yard of my middle school crying. And I didn't know why I was crying. Like, I was just crying. I didn't know why I was crying. And, in the dream, his his girlfriend, his well, his ex girlfriend, um, would come to me, and it would always be her in this reoccurring dream, and she's like, "Yo, I'm so sorry for your loss." And at that moment, I just knew that she was talking about my brother, and that would just be the reoccurring dream that I would have. Like I remember having those dreams, and then going and laying with him in his bed, like scared, like you know, like oh shit, like I just mm-hmm. ha- like you know, and just I kept having it, and like being Did you ever older tell now, that? no. You always kept no, speaking. I never, I never, yeah, I never, I didn't want to, I didn't want to speak, I didn't want to speak it out loud because I just didn't want to, of course, like, I didn't even want to, like, jinx it, I didn't want to say, I didn't even want to think about it, I just, you mm-hmm. know, and, and mm-hmm. come to think about it, like, you know, even now, that's kind of like, whatever universe, whatever power, that's almost like somebody preparing me for what was going to come, mm-hmm. and it was just, it was crazy, it was crazy. Ain't yeah. that something, Josh? You gotta put this in your research. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I love, I love the dream. You're not crazy, by the way. I'll, I'll let the world know. <laughs> yeah, that's the world knows. got a PhD. Me, I'm not crazy. <laughs> She's not crazy, folks. <laughs> uh-uh. She's perfectly sane, and you know what's, <laughs> what's interesting? A lot of religions mm-hmm. have these precognitive dreams within it. So, um, no, like I had some of my own precog dreams, nothing to do with death, but one of my father, when he had a serious accident, I, I dreamt of that prior. And it's, mm. these things are amazing. I don't fully understand them. I don't, 
and I'm not trying to fully understand them. I don't know if it's possible, but to sit with the mystery of that, and as you said, right, it helped to prepare you in some way to acknowledge that possibility a couple years prior. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know what? People people do think you're crazy too. Like I, I've had um, I've had you know those precognitive dreams, like lots of them, and, and and some of them have like really influenced the biggest decisions of my life. Like mm. big decisions, not just like oh, what do I want to have for lunch, but like I want to move <laughs> across the country or. I, you know, big, like big, big, big shifts. And, and yeah. just you have that, you have that knowing that like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing, or this is really valid to me. So, and nobody can, you know, tell you anything different. I think when you have those moments, it's just like, and sometimes it's hindsight, you know, like you think about it, mm-hmm. at, at, you know, afterwards and you realize like, oh, that, that really inspired me to just follow whatever right. it was through the, through to the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dreams, dreams are crazy, and I, I don't know if it's because I'm a Pisces, because I heard we very intuitive, but I do, I just, I really do pay attention, I really do pay attention, like, I could tell you, like, it's just, I, yeah, dreams are just, I pay attention to them. Mm-hmm, yeah, it's good. There's so much mm-hmm. wisdom in dreams, I wouldn't be where I am without looking at my dreams, tell you the truth, that was the thing, yeah. if I say one thing, say, if there was one thing that saved me, it was dreams, and then from there, other things came into play, but it was, there's a lot of truth in dreams. If people are open enough to look at it and also have the mm-hmm. time to try to understand it. So yeah, there's so much we could talk about uh, that when it comes to dreams, but I want to, I want to move forward just so I know uh, <laughs> Jay's got to go in a little while. <laughs> have you had uh, any, any dreams of your brother after? Cause if you had them before, you'd think you would have them after. Yeah. I had this one dream, like, a couple, I want to say like a couple months after everything happened. And it was so weird. It was so weird. It was like, it was an outside graduation, right? And it was so bright. It was such a like bright ass day that day. And he was sitting next to me and he's jittery as shit. Like he's just jitting. Like he's just like shaking his leg, shaking his arm. He's just happy. I'm just like, yo, what's up? And after that, he just dashes. Like he just starts running, gone, starts running. And like it brought a laugh. And I woke up crying. Like I woke up like, crying of that dream i don't know it's just it's crazy how things play so out, and that's what nine years ago that that dream happened like my brother passed away in 2010 and i had that dream maybe 2011 and then fast forward 2020 i'm getting ready to go to graduation in may you know mm-hmm. so it just things come you know full circle i guess what's your interpretation of the dream do you, or do you have any at all no, I don't have any interpretation of that dream. Honestly, I, I don't know. I just, that's something that I just, I, that was a dream that I vividly remember mm-hmm. a couple months after. And it was just like, I really wanted to have a dream of him. And then that was the first dream that came to me after that all happened. Right. And I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was just like, you know, him, him, you know, setting plays up there for me. And that's kind of how I like, even right. now, it's kind of how I just cope with it. I've I've taken a different approach to how I see death. It's kind of like, all right, they're not here physically, but they're up there setting up plays. Like, there could have been so many times that I could have died, like, sort of like on some just real, like, a thousand ways to die. Like, I could make, I could make an a thousand ways to die <laughs> series on how many times I almost died, and I haven't died. So it's like, I gotta have the people up there really blocking some shit. So it's just nice. Right. That kind of, it kind of gives me comfort when, you know, things get tough. Mm hmm. 
Yeah. And even now, it's like, you know, everything is really going good. And, you know, I got that opportunity randomly to be on the Netflix show. And, and that's something I didn't even look for. Like, they contacted me about it. And it's just like, you know, I know he's up there. I know he's up there setting those plays up for me. And, you know, like, he's not here physically, but now he's doing more than what he probably could have did physically. So it's, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Crazy. And crazy right? to think, like, yeah, that you didn't reach out. Like, those, those, I I always think of this quote or whatever when I start to feel, like, crazy. Like, you know, you control things. Or, like, why isn't this happening quicker? Or I work so hard. Like, how do I make this go? Or whatever. But it's, like, nothing that's meant for you will pass you by. Like, you can't mm-hmm. divert what's coming to you. Like, it's going to come to you hell or high water. And there's nothing you could do to change it, to divert it, to make it go away, to slow it down, to speed it up nothing mm-hmm. and so and you can't and you can't fear your success that's one thing too that I've done with that experience like before I went on that show I was like it was it's so weird like I'm a I'm I'm confident but you know everybody has their inner like battles and what they go through and you know I don't know I'm just always like it's just so weird like I was just like nah like not me like I was just always scared of what I what my potential could be and it's like after that, it's like you cannot be you cannot be scared to be your best self. Mm-hmm. Like you have to mm-hmm. you owe that to yourself to live up to that potential. And it's like you cannot fear it. Mm-hmm. You know, faith and, and fear is okay. You just have to acknowledge it. Like, all right, yeah, I have a little, you know, I'm a little jittery, but embrace it. Don't try to run away from it. And that's just what mm-hmm. I learned in that situation too. That it's like, you know, in, in that situation I could have embraced it a little bit more. It would have made me less nervous to embrace it. Then to try right. to be like, nah, 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 that's not really how I feel. No, and in reality, I'm nervous as shit. Like, you know, like, just being honest <laughs> with yourself, and you know you got to know it. Like, you have to know yourself. Well, you're going to have another opportunity anyway, so you'll be ready mm-hmm. next time. You'll just be like, I'm yeah, going to oh, see see this for everything that it is, rather than just, right. you know, putting on a mask or, or putting it and in a And it's all a process, and... too. It's it's all about a, it's the process. It's not, it's not all about... What's pro- it's not all about product. It's not all about. It's a process as well. You know, like it's a it's a kickoff. You know, it's gonna be like, oh shit, look at where she's at now. And you know, she started over here, and niggas passed her up. And you know, it's gonna be a crazy ass story. I know it's gonna be a crazy story to tell. Like, I'm just you know living that process, enjoying it, and being grateful for what it is right now. Because you know, it's definitely mm-hmm. things are gonna change, and you know, you gotta be able to embrace that change. Mm-hmm. And then you'll be looking, and then I always think, like, then we look back and, and and we'll think, like, if we don't, like, fully ingest what's happening right now, there'll be a time, like you said, where we'll look back on, on life or the simple things or, like, you know, even even when I think, like, where I was a year ago, I was like, oh, I probably could have, like, celebrated that stage a little bit more or, like, had more right. celebrated that stage a little bit more, but you know, you go through so much struggle, and then when you're in that stage, you're just like, oh, get me out of here. Like, this is so rough. So it's like mm. you're, you know, you're wishing it forward. I mean, which is fine to want to have progression, but at the same time, like you said, like, and, you know, taste every every bit of it because there will become a time where you miss that or you miss, like, different elements of that. hmm Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And there's one thing... What's interesting was, like, when I listen to your music, which I think mm-hmm. is really, really good. People should check it out. There's a lot of wisdom Thank in you. it. And, and, <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so 
when I listen to it though, I, I, I hear this theme because you know, like when you're, when you're in a state of mind, when you read a book, things come up, come at you because you're looking for that in a certain way. And same thing with music. But one of the things that you really talked about was putting your realizing that you kept putting yourself second for others to go first or win. And you have a one line that says uh, you took an L so that they could take a W or whatever. And mm -hmm. I, that's what I'm actually going through. So it, it really stands out to me. And could you speak on that on basically uh, finding a way to put yourself first and like what that experience is like? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. I think that, yeah, that's definitely a thing that I speak about a lot. <laughs> um, but just, I think that, I think that, um, I think that what I could say on that is I feel like we offer other people what we secretly want them to offer our, like to us. I mean, granted, you want to support, you know, your people and you want to push them forward and you want to like brainstorm off their ideas and make them greater. But a little bit inside of you, you you're doing it because, you know, you want it in return as well. You know, like you want that support as well. You want people to be that excited for you as well. And, you know, one thing that I learned is that you can't expect people to to be you. Like, you can't expect people to do what you would have done because they're not you. And just understanding that little aspect that I was giving so much of myself to other people, and what I was giving is what I wanted in return. So it's kind of like, why give it away when I could just give it to myself? And then now I can move in a way that, that I'm not doing things because I expect it back. You know, like... I feel that fulfilled within myself that I, I, I got what I, I want. Whether you give it to me or whether you don't, then that's on you. It's your loss. If you don't if you don't choose to, you know, get with it. But like I don't know, I think it's just I think it's just about putting a lot of the efforts into your own stuff first. You can't like expect people to wanna build and see your they, people are not gonna be able to see your vision until it's out. And that's one thing I just learned. Like you have to put yourself first. If you don't, if you don't put yourself first, you're gonna be spending your whole life looking for love in different places and and looking for companionship in different places and you know like fulfilling those insecurities that you have within yourself. And in a way, it's kind of like you're running away from those flaws in in you. And just being, I feel like it's just it's just about being honest. Like you know, being honest and being truthful and 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 learning from the encounters that you have. I feel like people go through encounters with people and they don't really learn from those situations and they keep on making those same mistakes when they meet new people. And one, another thing that I learned too is like, like I said, you can't expect people's loyalty to be how yours is. You can't, just because you could party with somebody doesn't mean that you could do business with them. Just because we do business together doesn't mean that we can study and get good grades together. And you know, like, there's different people mm -hmm. for different things, and you can't make people be who you want them it, to be. Yeah. And that, you know, well, people go crazy hmm. trying to control those type of things. <laughs> well, I think it comes <laughs> down to, like, discernment, right? It's like like understanding, mm -hmm. like, a, a square block doesn't fit in a circle peg, like you said. Like, I, if, if you're business, then you're business. And you're, you know, or I might not be able to party with you or like share the deepest parts of myself with you, or you might not be a good, I don't know, business partner, or friend or yoga partner, or, you know, right? Or, like whatever yeah. that looks like, but people want to make 
other people all the things when the, when they're not supposed to be all the things and they're trying to you know make them fit into this thing and it's like be real with yourself about what people can offer you or what they can help you build and i think that's just like knowing your strengths and knowing your limitations you know what i mean like i'm not going to go somewhere and i'm not going to go to nasa and say let me build a you know a jet for you or like a spaceship for you i don't know anything about that shit. i don't have any of those skills so it's like just <laughs> right. knowing where you fit right and if, if, right. if it's something else then i know i can deliver and so it's like being that way with yourself and being that way with the people that you engage with at work or play or whatever that looks like mm-hmm. very and smart like, you, know, you yeah. also have to yeah you got to protect your energy and you got to just like you have to just you got to move is different you have to just i feel like as you get older you got to move a little different you have to know you know there's a time and a place for everything and and people will take advantage of you like people will take advantage of you and like that's one thing that i learned in 2019 like my aunt told me she's like I mean, you could be kind, but you don't have to be nice to people. Like, people should earn your niceness. And when she said that, I was just like, you know what, you're right. Like, you could be kind, but to be nice, kind and nice is two different things. Nice, you're overextending yourself if you're being nice, you know? Be kind, of course. Be kind, be humble, be, you know, understanding of people. But you need to know who to be nice with. You need to know who to share your heart with. Not everybody has the same heart as you. Mm-hmm. You know, and just and that's that you can't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I really like learned a lot about that this year about like feeling like you owe you owe people because like I I've just my whole life have felt like I owed people time mm. and energy and all kinds of stuff and at the expense of my own like well being or like my you know bank account right. or whatever that looks like and you just give and give and give and like the RO, the return on investment is so piss poor that by the end of it, you're just like, oh, I like spent so much stuff, so much energy. Like, right. Mm-hmm. Because I and feel like I owe these And then when that person, when you expect from that person and that person doesn't pull through, like that has happened <laughs> plenty of times. Like I will really oh. go out of my way. Like I'll go out of my way. Yo, I got you. Don't worry about it. I got you. I got you. And then boom, once Kayla asks, yo, can you be in a video for me? Just disappearing. And it's just like, yo, I, I held it. I held it down. I switched out it, you know, but, like, you don't get it in return. And it's just like, you know, now, okay, now I know that I have to move a little different with that one person. Now I have to move on a smoother mm-hmm. surface. Now I'm not going to overextend myself because I know you wouldn't do it for mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's not like I'm changing the way that I love. That's one thing that I never want to do. I never want to yeah, change very how I love. Yeah. But I would change the person that I love instead of changing how I love, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just about you know protecting yourself, knowing yourself, loving yourself, and just having those boundaries to like you know like you gotta love yourself enough to be like nah, you cannot fuck with me, like <laughs> don't play with me, you know like love yourself that much to set that respect, set that boundary. And I feel like you know that's something that we don't we don't get taught. We don't no, nobody ever stops and teaches us that. And it's like if you don't mm-hmm. if you don't reflect on those past those past experiences, you'll never get those lessons. And then, you know, you live a life that's just, like, not, you know, your best. And very, and 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 a, and a very important insight for women in relationship and mm-hmm. um, just, you know, just because of, like, where we're sitting in the social world. And, mm-hmm. I mean, like, it's crazy to think about, but, like, 
you know, where we've even come in the last hundred years, like it's crazy. So I think just to keep up with that same momentum and saying like, there's, there's more barriers. Like, yeah, there's more barriers if you're a minority, like that's, that's some other stuff that, you know, I'll never be able to comprehend because um, Um, I'm, I'm not a minority, but like, and I don't ever, you know, pretend to comprehend all those nuances mm-hmm. like I wouldn't I wouldn't even dare but being a woman like you have different kind of challenges as well in like right h- how you yeah. give up your time and how you set those boundaries and it's like and people don't like well men you know for the most part don't really like uh you know like really confident strong strong-willed women like that can be hard to swallow sometimes too so like in my eyes it's more it's even more important to say, okay, this is how this is how we're going to have this relationship, and these are the boundaries I have, and this is what I'm I'm willing to bend, and then on some other stuff, like not so much, right? And and being like really right. firm and co- confident in that, it's so important, and it sets a, like a really good example for the other people in your life that are watching you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm really I'm really big in in that like in what you just spoke about right now because I always said that like. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I feel like as I'm getting older, I'm learning that I, I want to like, I want to do things because I want to do it. Like, you know, I don't, I don't never want to feel, I feel like a lot of females, we feel like because, you know, somebody likes you means you need to like them. And it's not, it don't have to be that, you know, just because somebody likes you doesn't mean you need (laughs) to like them. Like, it's not, you know, and it's just, it's just becoming, becoming more of you and, and, and being unapologetic about it, you know, because like a real man is going to appreciate that. A real, like, self-aware man is going to appreciate that. Now, an insecure man is going to want his woman to not be that confident, you know? And that's why, like, I'm just like, you know what? I'll wait. Like, I'll wait. I know that for the kind of person that I am, it's not going to be a – it can't be a weak person. Like, it has to be a strong-minded person who's going to be able to, like, really, you know, push these thoughts. It's deeper than just a – it's deeper than just, you know – physicality mm-hmm. of female and male like it's deeper than that now we're coming to a point where you know women we don't got to take bullshit no more and that's one thing that I say like all the time like you know shout out to my grandmother and my mom but they dealt with that bullshit so I don't have to you know my grandmother had to stay in a marriage because that was just how society was set up she was looked down if you didn't you know but now mm-hmm. things are different and she mm-hmm. did that so I don't have to do it so it's like I have a choice you know and like I feel mm-hmm. like being a woman we need to really understand how much power there is in being a woman. And for real, and like I was, I was thinking this the other day. Because it's, cra- then, it's crazy because it's so true. It's so true. Yeah, and, you know, you this is like the way that me, me and Josh talk ahead, about this all the time. Like mm-hmm. he's always telling me, like, you guys don't understand, like, how, like the power that's actually there. Like, yeah, it's different. If you are different, it's a game changer realizing mm-hmm. how much power you actually have. It is. And I always say that, I'm like, listen, if every woman, decide, if we all woke up and we decided, listen, this is what we're going to do. We're only going to talk to men and pursue men who are in the library reading a book. I guarantee you every scammer, drug dealer, anybody is going to be in the library with a book in their hands, peeking to see where the female's at. Because it's just everything that men do is so, is so like, surrounded around how women are going to perceive them. And I'm, I'm ready to see men as well come out of that, you know, and pursue their own dreams and passions. And, and then now they can meet us at this equal level, you know? Everybody, I feel like, 
I feel like everybody has this, this, they can't control, people can't control every aspect of their lives, even though they can, they just choose not to. So they say, okay, I'm going to control the, the, the hell out of my relationship. And it's just like, nah, I don't, I don't want to be controlled. I don't want to be, you know, put in a box and, and no, 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 no. At the end of the day, we're humans. We're not objects. We're not, you know, it's not entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a partner that you're ultimately, you know, looking into. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, it's just about, I feel like right now is is definitely, and me being in my 20s, it's just like I need to, like, learn me, love me first so I can show somebody else how to love me, you know? If you don't treat yourself with love, how can you ask somebody to love you? Like, you get me? So, mm-hmm. But we're going to get there. We're going to get there. I got some plans. We're going to get there. I like these type of conversations, the wisdom. <laughs> right now. Well, but, you're very, yeah, you're, gonna, you're very optimistic. Josh, are you still yeah, with us? Yeah, yeah. Keep talking. <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a good conversation. I'm going to head out. I'm going to head out of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm listening to a podcast that I uh, want to subscribe to. <laughs> yeah, no, well, you know good. what? No, those are important things. And I think, too, just letting the conversation, you know, like you talk about what needs to be talked about, you know, talked about. Mm-hmm. We don't know who who's listening and who needs that conversation right now yeah. where they are in the where they are in the world you know what I mean and, and where they're at in like their mental space and so yeah you just have other and that's uh, those are very important insights those are very yeah wise insights so the confidence that you you show just within the conversation so far it's amazing the wisdom it's there and I want to get people to sort of check out your Instagram because I really fell in love with you really threw that. I love seeing you on sort of the TV, whatever, but chatting with you, you and then really like watching your live videos. I've never done one myself, but watching yours, you get to really see who someone is. And I'm, I fell in love yeah. with who you are as an individual. Yeah. You're so funny, charismatic, but you just have this wisdom about you. So I want people to Thank sort of check, really check that out. K McAvalley, you can see that on I, Instagram or Facebook. Instagram, you get the live stories. Yep. But how did you, I want to, one thing is I'm starting to do videos <laughs> myself. Okay. How long before it gets comfortable? <laughs> how long? Oh. Um, <laughs> um, what, like videos, um, you're talking about like, like videos, like recording the podcast or you're talking about live? No, just of your life, right? So I just started to, I've never really went that way, but I see you doing it and then Jade started mm-hmm. doing it. And I'm like, man, like I should probably be doing it, but I feel there is a resistance there. So I'm now pushing forward because anytime I see a resistance, I, I need to go forward, right? Yeah. Through it. Yeah. And so you're yes. so natural and at it. So when I'm doing it, I like there's like I probably do like four or five takes because it takes me so long to feel comfortable looking mm. at myself, talking to myself, knowing other people are listening. It's easier to do on a podcast, but once the once you see yourself, it's a different game. Yeah, it's definitely a different game. Um, I think honestly, I think one thing that really helped me is just like how you said it, like you feel that resistance, just go forward with it. One thing that got me, like, really comfortable with being in front of cameras was um, my organization, excuse me, on Buffalo um, State Campus. Mm. So since we had that television station, we were, like, we were the ones in front of the camera. We were the ones behind the camera. We were the ones editing. Like, we were just, like, the jack of all trades in that club. Um, And just doing little things like that, just doing it, literally, like, um, one of my members would would have an idea. Um, for instance, like we had like this lyric breakdown. They're like, Kayla, you want to do it? Sure, let's go. Let's do it. Like, it's just putting yourself once 
once I say I feel like the third, the third, fourth time, like is the jitters are gonna get out, you know. And even if you gotta be a little silly, like being silly makes editing funnier. So you know, just like being yourself, don't think about. I always say that what other people think about you is none of your business. None of your business, none of your concern. Mind your business. <laughs> and just, you know, focus on getting the best thing out. Like, just just do it. That's what I could just say. Like, just do it. Don't worry about, you know, what people are commenting. I mean, of course, there's going to be good comments, bad comments, bad comments, block them, good comments. You know, engage with them. The people make it easier, too. Like, once you see people reacting to it and liking it and, just, you know, given that validation, like, it'll just get a little smoother. And, you know, like, you start trusting yourself and, you know, trusting the way that you do things. So just, I'd say just trust yourself and just do the damn thing, Josh. Just do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice. That's a confidence boost. Yeah, it's just, I think yes. anytime I try something new, there's always, there's a reason why I haven't done it, you know, like, until <laughs> mm-hmm. so you got to push. And um, you're right. I think as I continue to do it, and remind myself I need to do it, then it'll get easier. Yeah. And then it's going to be like, man, I can't wait to do it. And it's funny how that works. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I know. you resist it's, something, yeah. and then it turns to be like a passion. <laughs> right, and then it's just like, oh, I like the rush. I like it. <laughs> so yeah. just embrace it. Like, just embrace it. That, and then with the way that social media is going now, it's like the more visuals that you can put, because, you know, people's, like, attention spans are so short these days. <laughs> so it's just like, yeah, do it. That's cool. I, I love it. I love it. Haven't done a question answer yet. That'll be uh, on my okay. list later on. But I love yeah. how you do it because say like so many people have very interesting questions for you, and mm-hmm. you're so open and honest. And I think it makes your platform so beautiful is that you are giving people a window into who you truly are uh, behind the right. music, behind the sort of the what people think you are. You're saying no, this is who I am, and then they can look at your music a little differently. So it's it's right. absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. And- Thank you so much. And that's one thing. I never want to, like, try to put myself in a box. I feel like people have this this idea of what a female rapper is, and it's just like, I don't I do not do boxes. I don't – let me just let me just build my lane. Let me be me. And, you know, if y'all love me, y'all love me. And if not, then, you know, I'm going to just be me, continue loving myself. I'd rather just stay true to myself, you know? And mm-hmm. that way, it'll always be – it'll always be real. It'll always be genuine. It'll always just be good, you know, vibes into the universe. Well, you said with the videos, the best way to feel confident in your video is to just be yourself. Don't try to yeah. do anything for anyone else. This is for you. And right. you, you should be laughing or proud of yourself by the end of that video. doesn't matter what anyone mm-hmm. else thinks. So I think it's good. It's good advice. Good advice for everyone's trying to push the boundaries on who they are and what they can be. Right. And be creative, too. Be creative. Like, think out the box. Don't ever think, oh, that's a stupid idea. Like, because what you think is stupid is going to be an amazing thing. Like, you know, just try it. If you fail, then at least you tried, you know? At least you can't say, like, damn, I didn't even try. Right. So, yeah. That's right. You got to take risks. And mm-hmm. uh, I've, I've learned to love risk-taking, calculated risks, based on... <laughs> You know, I'm still learning. Like, I should yeah. be like, Kayla, risk it, risk it, Kayla, go. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. All right. So one of our last questions we like to ask our guests is that if they could have a dream of someone who has died uh, tonight, what dream would, what would that dream look like to you? So if you could dream of your brother, Lewis, what would that dream look like? Oh, if I could have a dream tonight damn 
I don't know. I think I I think I'd like like a just a comforting dream, just a a good a good dream. I don't want it to be sad or anything <laughs> like that. Just you know, like just happy. Just whether it be like a flashback from when we was little or you know, him telling jokes and me being an audience at him performing something, you know, like just something that it just you know, be like, Oh, what the hell? Like, you know, just wake up. I just wanna wake up and I wanna like, that's just if I could have a dream, I'd want a dream like that or, you know? Mm. Yeah, no. I, I, that. I'm yeah. glad you want a positive dream that says something about you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's cool. I like, too, the either the memory that maybe you may not remember, which is kind of cool, like a forgotten memory, or the mm-hmm. or seeing him on stage and perform. So he did he do a lot of performing? Is that where you got maybe some of your, your love for it? No, he um he sung like we could I come but my family could sing I don't know what the hell God bless our vocal cords but these these people could sing man he could always sing and he was always just very animated very just funny always doing something always cracking jokes like that was just he was that person that a cut that he would just you know like he would just cut your ass like you know and just always being like you, he was always just fun always a good ass time with him. Well, I gotta say, this was a good ass time I had with you. So <laughs> maybe you. it's genetic. I don't know. <laughs> right, right, right. Runs in the blood. <laughs> That's funny. So thank you so much for coming on. It was it's such a pleasure to be able to talk to you after seeing you, thank so, you much. so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys so much. I made it so comfortable. And it was just great. I loved it. Hey, that's uh, it means a lot to us because we we really designed the podcast just to be like a real nice platform for people to share their life in a non-judgmental way and i know in this world even our friends they judge us all the time and family and so it's hard to get that space so i'm glad you felt comfortable here to talk about some real stuff and i know our, mm-hmm. our, our listeners would also hopefully um have gained something from this that they never would have got from listening to anyone else right so it's definitely a great platform. Y'all doing the damn thing at Grease Dreams Podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was a perfect exit. Shout it out to the heavens. I like <laughs> that it. That was a perfect exit right there. Boom, I know. All right. So as we wrap up, where can people find your mixtape? Um, but music, the Minute Mixtape Reloaded is out everywhere right now. It's on Spotify, Apple, Tidal, YouTube. Um, I have a lot of really good songs on SoundCloud. Um, the first minute mixtape is on SoundCloud. Yeah, and there'll be new music coming out real soon. I'm working on a on a Valentine's Day piece. So look forward to that. And yeah, we're gonna keep it going. Follow me on Instagram, K Macavell, and we're gonna get it from there. Beautiful and then to spell that it's K A Y M A K A V E L. Yeah, it's uh E L, yes. Yeah, yep, so, he said uh, it. You heard him. All right, everyone. So as uh, we wrap this up, please check out our platform, griefdreams.ca, if you want more information on the topic. Also, we have a Facebook group. If you want to come in and share your dreams, uh, you can, or just listen to other people's dreams. So that's the Grief Dreams Facebook group. We're on Twitter and Instagram, at Grief Dreams, with love and gratitude from us to you.
And questions? I have introduced myself. You have introduced yourself. This is a very good conversation.